Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's July 1st, 2022, and here we are. We are officially halfway through this year. So I asked my dear friend, longtime co-host, and someone I absolutely love to process stuff about life with, Kelly Gordon, if she might be up for a conversation about how we go about checking in with ourselves at the mid-year point. Kelly, thankfully, you were game for this conversation. You're up for it. I was more than up for it because I think that you and I, Meg, both share a love of new beginnings. Yes. And so when you said it's going to be July 1st, I was like, oh, yes, baby, let's <laughs> tap on that. I've often said, and awesomes have heard me say this before, that I feel like in some ways, September is a better start of the year for me than January because it's like when everything is ramping back up. But Mm -hmm. I love the idea of this mid-year, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's like a time that's a little bit down. It might surprise you to think about this as a mid-year, but that maybe gives us more energy and it doesn't feel like, oh, I've got to do this again. Like just approach it with, okay, what could I learn? What could I bring with like curiosity and compassion new to my life to help me better mirror my values and become the best me. So yes, I was more than up for it. I was like, yes, baby, let's do this. I am so thankful that you're up for it. And I love that you said curiosity and compassion because you guys know us. Hopefully you know us well enough to know that we are not here to be like, "Uh, uh, uh, what have you not gotten done this year? It's time to get on top of that. No, that is not our approach. I love that Kelly said that. We're just like with curiosity, kind of examining where we've been and just asking some questions about what we want for the year ahead. It's more about intention than it is about like marking off a checklist. I also think it's super interesting. We're both ENFPs. Of course, you know, I got to talk about the personality aspect. We're both ENFPs. So I think that means that we really do. We love a fresh start. We love all of those possibilities ahead. Interestingly, you're an Enneagram 7. I'm an Enneagram 9. Do you remember Suzanne Stabile talking about the Enneagram numbers and their orientation to time? Yes. Do you remember this? So Enneagram nines are one of the numbers that are more oriented to the past. Okay. Seven is more oriented to the future. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting as you guys listen, you just think, keep that in mind, because I think that it naturally plays out in the ways that we approach, like, where are we in this year and what are we looking forward to that's coming up ahead? So we got a lot of mid-year contemplation ahead for you guys. I hope that you will come along on this journey with us. And as we talk, I hope that you also, awesomes, are checking in with yourselves for this mid-year. So we're going to get to all of that. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome.
welcome back, awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We are so thrilled to tell you that you have found yourself in one of the best places to be in the world. If you're looking for support, friendship, ways to make your life a little bit better and a little bit more awesome. Here we are at the beginning of the month. I want to take a minute to give a big, huge shout out to our sort of awesome superstars. Now, these are the awesomes who support us on Patreon. And if you are listening and you have, you know, some gratitude, some joyfulness about every new episode of Sort of Awesome that comes out, you really do have the superstars to thank for that. Not only do they bring listener support to the show, but they're really a solid part of our community that helps us find direction and ideas and inspiration. So superstars, we love you so much. The beginning of the month is a great time to become a superstar over on Patreon. You're going to get hours upon hours, literally, you guys, hundreds of hours superstar only than you want honestly yeah. because it's overwhelming right <laughs> it's but it's overwhelming about, for you yes an overwhelming amount but overwhelming in a good way That's right, right. <laughs> amount of past episodes that you could download and binge through this summer like you could do it right now you can have access to ad free versions of this show you get our texting number so you can text us all of your thoughts on episodes or just whatever is going on in life you can find out how to become a superstar over at patreon.com slash sort of awesome it is super easy to get signed up and we would love to have you join us right kelly absolutely in fact i'm going to say one more thing that i don't think you mentioned which is that we have a special facebook group as well yes for the superstars and that yep. is one of my very favorite things as many awesomes know i don't use facebook personally anymore i only go to Facebook for sort of awesome sorts of groups and content. Mm -hmm. So my homepage, when I open Facebook is I log right into the superstars group. Yep. And that is it's like our own little clubhouse of getting to to people and we can be maybe a little bit more honest, a little bit more, you know, like, share the hard things possibly or just the goofy things. And Mm -hmm. like you said, this is the group where we go when we just need like ideas. And we say, does this work? What do you think about this? What should we do next? It's a great that's one of my very favorite benefits, that and the texting of being a superstar. Yes, I do. I think you're right. I think it's a little bit more like real over in the superstars hangout for fun things, but also for more serious things. So yes. Okay. So again, you can find us at patreon.com slash sort of awesome to get signed up for that. All right, Kelly, I'm so looking forward to all of our contemplative thoughts, our practical thoughts for our mid-year check-in. But first, before we get to all of that, let's go ahead and start the show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. If you're new to Sorta Awesome, let me tell you the awesome of the week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life just a little bit more awesome right now. Sometimes it's a book, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a TV show or a podcast or a product. It's bringing a little extra sparkle to our days. Kelly, what do you have for us this week? Okay, my awesome of the week this week might be a little silly, but it truly is the thing that is just a joy bubble in my heart right now. Love a joy bubble. It is a joy bubble. (laughs) It is this. Many of you may have already seen this. If you follow Jen Hatmaker, probably anywhere, but I follow her on Instagram, but I'm going to guess this is on her Facebook page and other things too. You know that last year she did a me camp. So it was like her first summer of being completely single. And so she ended up going to Maine really because her daughter was going to camp there and she was kind of wanting to be close by. But while she was there, she was like, you know what? I'm I'm flying solo here. I've never done anything like this before because I think Jen got married at like 19. Mm-hmm. You know, so like having been recently divorced, like this is a new thing for her. And she's like, I'm just going to embrace it. This is me camp 2021. And then 
as only extroverts can do. She just like met people and was like invited to people's houses, got to know this whole community. So my awesome of the week though, you guys, is really that here in the summer of 2022, she just announced where she's going to go for me camp. So she's spending one week in Aspen. That's where she is right now. And then Uh she's going to spend three weeks in Northern Minnesota at my Uh very favorite (laughs) town on the planet, Grand Marais. Oh, wow. So lucky her. (laughs) Lucky her. I am so excited. And this is why it's my awesome of the week and why I think it's going to be fun. I want to put a question in the hangout to say, do you have a place that you don't live or maybe no longer live that you feel responsible for? Like I need to be the Convention and Visitors Bureau. I need to let people know (laughs) all the places they need to go, eat, see, visit, when they need to go, like, don't go at this time. Like, you you want to control their agenda. Right. So, like, I saw that. Actually, my sister called me and said, did you see Jen Hatmaker's post that she put up a few minutes ago? She's coming to Grand Marais. And I was like, I'm sorry, I've got to go right now. I've got to go leave a comment <laughs> right now. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm going to try I, on my phone. You know, I'm like, how many words do I get in a comment? I already yeah. left her like a very long, I tried to keep it short, comment. Like, mostly I was like, Food is the love language of my people. Here are the p- places you must eat okay. like, in Grand Marais because they have some great food. But I really want to control her whole agenda, you guys. Right. I, I want to tell her everything of what she should do. Like, I'm, I'm fine with giving her a few minutes of downtime, like, for her self-discovery. <laughs> but mostly, mostly I want to, like, control it. And I want to control the weather. So that way right. she has a great time when she's there. You want I, the whole experience to just be perfection. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I'm so excited for someone else to get to experience the thing that I love so much in the world. Yes. And so you want it to be perfect for them. You want them to fall in love with it as well. And Grand Marais, for those of you who don't know, and hey, if you follow Jen Hatmaker, she's going to be there for three weeks. You will get to know Grand Marais. Go yeah. follow her. She's going to be the Convention and Visitors Bureau. But it's this <laughs> tiny little town really far north in Minnesota. It's like less than an hour to Canada on Lake Superior. And it's okay. like a little artist colony. And it's just a very small town, like four blocks of the downtown, you know, area sure. where all the things are. Yeah. And it's just adorable. It feels a lot like Maine, actually, as far as how it looks. There's boats and there's obviously the water that you can't see across. So it looks like the ocean. There's waves. Yes. It's a lot of rocks and pines. And a lot of people have moved there, young families, starting Aww. really unique restaurants and shops and things like that. In fact, there is a shop up there that is like, I know he didn't do this because of Shit's Creek, but it feels like you're walking into Rose Apothecary. Okay. Like, the owner is a little bit like David, like a, a blend of David and Patrick because he's way more happy than, uh-huh. than David ever is. But like, just it's the funnest place to visit. So that has honestly been my awesome of the week lately because I just smile. Thinking <laughs> you're about, like beaming. I'm beaming just talking about I it. I am. <laughs> I'm like so excited for someone I think is fantastic. I mean, I love Jen Hatmaker. I think we said before. She absolutely is an honorary awesome, like her attitude, the way she approaches life. She is one of the funniest people on the planet. Like there are so many times I read her Instagram captions to my husband. I'm like, I'm just going to read this to you because no one (laughs) like what she's talking about is just the end of the school year or something, Mm -hmm. but no one can say it like her. So I'm just so excited that she gets to go experience this place that I love. I love so much, you guys, that I named Natalie, my oldest daughter. Her middle name is Marae. Oh my gosh, that is an intense level of love. Like I was really tracking with your passion for it, but Kelly, like you, know, like is... you tipped, you tipped a little bit, Kelly. Here you go. Okay. Now I'm backing up a little bit. Just two steps, just two steps. Yeah, no, we lived in California at the time 
And I, you, that's what I was thinking. You yeah. didn't even live in Minnesota. Right. And that, that was born. kind of why, you know, it was like this yes. place back from our home that we wanted to name her. And the sad thing is, is that we were such sweet little babes. We didn't even think about, we just thought of what Grand Marais means to us and what it envisions. And then later, after I named her that, I looked up what Marais actually means in French. And it means marsh. So Grand Marsh. <laughs> so I'm like, it sounds so pretty in French. Mm. Yes, it sounds so pretty. Yeah. So I'm like, let's just pretend that that's not true. But like, that's how much I love it. So yes, come and tell me. This is my awesome of the week, but I'm actually really curious to hear the place that you're like when someone is going to New York City or to Denver or to Aspen or to Phoenix. Like, these are the places that I have so many thoughts about. I like want to jump in the comments. I still do that about San Diego too. Like, people will know in the Hangout. I haven't lived in San Diego for 20 years. And still, if people go, I'm going to San Diego, where should I go? I'm like, oh, I have I have thoughts. So yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay. I'm excited for you. Like, I feel like your absolute pure undistilled joy about this is coming through across the screen, across good. the miles. <laughs> it is my awesome. What's your awesome of the week? What's making your life a little more awesome? Okay. Well, I gave like a little unintentional preview slash spoiler about this on my personal Instagram last week, but I just finished the cutest little rom-com that I just need to tell the awesomes about all of you. So if you don't follow me on Instagram or you didn't catch that story, you can know that something awesome in my life this past week has been the book, All the Feels by author Olivia Day. Now, I know that we just had Katie Proctor on and she just gave you guys a huge reading list yes. for this summer. And you're probably like, what? Another book? I can't the help myself. Like my, my library hold list is so full. <laughs> yes. The library said I can't come back anymore. <laughs> I'm like, just read those, lady. Just read those. <laughs> but I had gotten this book on Kindle, I think like a Kindle deal, like weeks ago, maybe months ago. And Kelly, it's one of those I had picked up a couple of times and I just could not get into it. I don't know if I just wasn't in the right mind space or what. But last week I was like, I need to work through before I buy some more books, even though Katie gave us this whole list. But before I get to that, I, I want to read through some of the ones that have just been languishing in my Kindle library. So I said, I'm going to give this to like 33% and see if I can get into it. And I did get into it to the point where I just stayed up very late one night and just read the whole thing. It's so darling. So let me give you the setup for the book. We have a sort of like bad boy actor. His name is Alex. He's our male main character. And he has a reputation for being a little unpredictable and getting in trouble. But as the story unfolds, it turns out he definitely has such a sweetheart and he has reasons He has his reasons for some of his behaviors that you get to know, and it's very endearing over time. And then our female main character is Lauren. She was a therapist. Her job is a therapist, and she'd been working in emergency services, and she was completely burned out. She was taking a vacation in Spain, which is where Alex was filming the TV show, the huge hit TV show that he's on. And the TV show, I'm thinking it's kind of like a Game of Thrones style of show. So lots of big action wildly popular with the fans kind of show. Well, Alex gets into a bar fight. The showrunner for the show happens to be Lauren's cousin. So while she's in Spain, they connect and he's like, I need you to basically be Alex's handler. Don't let him get into any trouble. So that is the context and the setup for this cute little love story. And there's a couple of things that I super love about it that made it truly like rise to the 
level of awesome of the week for me. First of all, Alex's character really is so charming and it's hard not to fall in love with him as the story goes on, although he is a little off-putting in the beginning. And I do want to say this was a slow starter for me. I picked it up, put it down a few times. So just know if you have a hard time getting into it, I did too. But Something that I loved so much is that Alex discovers fanfic for the show that he's on. Oh, no. (laughs) And then, Kelly, he starts writing his own fanfic for his own character. (laughs) I mean, why not? If you're like, I never thought about that. I could do that. Exactly. And his thing, and I think this is a really interesting insight into the purpose that fanfiction serves for a lot of writers, especially, and, and also readers, is that a lot of times in fanfic, fans of the work, whatever it is, will go in and kind of like fix the issues that they saw in the canonical work. So if they felt like the author or the showrunner was maybe like they have a racism problem, they can go in through fanfic and fix it. Or if they feel like there's maybe um, some sexism, like whatever the thing is that just bothers them, they can go in through fanfic and fix the character, the plot, the outcome for this piece of work that they love so much. And that's what Alex does. He does have a major problem with the way, again, this TV show that's kind of Game of Thrones vibes, how the whole series ends. And he fixes it through his, his fanfic, which I just loved so much. It just, oh my I mean, heart. a story I with it. fanfic is just, that's your thing right there. So it once is. you got to that part of the story, I can imagine you're like, okay, I'm in. Like, let's yes. keep going. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The other thing I love is Lauren's character. Lauren is plus size. She you know, self-identifies as fat. And that is not even like the main driving thing of her character at all. It's like just part of who she is as a person. But there is no part of the story where she's like trying to fix herself. She's it's a very, very great model for body love and body acceptance. And I love that Olivia Dade through writing this character of Lauren just is like just like some people's body shapes are just like this. And they're not like on a mission to change themselves. And they can fall in love and enjoy great sex. Also, this is an open door romance, just so you know. It's super open door, which means it's specific in the sex scenes. But you get to see her just like having fun. And and again, I just can't emphasize this enough. It's like not even part of the storyline. It's just part of who she is as a person in the story. So anyway, as a romance, it does have a happy ending. And I just really super loved it. It is part two of a series that Olivia Date is writing. When I put this on Instagram, many, many, many people messaged to say, did you read Spoiler Alert? That was the Olivia Dade's first book in this series. I haven't read it, but everybody said, I liked that one a whole bunch too. So you don't have to have read the first one. You could, this is a total standalone. Because um, it's not about the yeah. same characters. Is it about the same characters? Or it's I don't like, think, it's just no, 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 not the same characters. Just, um, I don't know if her whole series, I'm not sure what her series Spoiler Alert is going to thematically be about. But this is a total standalone. So yeah. So anyway, that's all the feels by Olivia Dade. I will put a link in the show notes so you guys can go check it out too. Kelly, let's get into all of this mid-year stuff. We have so much that we want the awesomes to be able to ask themselves. And we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hi, friends. Believe it or not, even though I have been parenting for um, 17 years now, 
there are still times that I worry that my kids are not getting the best nutrition. That's why Haya was created. It's the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Now, while most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great. And Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment that our kids need with that yummy taste that they love. I love that Haya is formulated with the help of nutritional experts. They have supercharged it with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and others that help to support my kids' immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. And the best part is my kids are not even missing those gummy vitamins. They love their high chewables and I love how good they are for them. Now, we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off of your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash awesome. That deal is not available on their regular website. You've got to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash awesome and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That's HayaHealth.com slash awesome. Awesomes, I know the joys and the challenges of running a business online. And that's one of the many reasons I love and respect what Shopify is doing. Shopify is more than a store. It helps you connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day operations. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business so that upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. And Shopify powers millions of businesses from the first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across those social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. They also let you gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. So you can discover possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com awesome. That's all lowercase awesome for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash awesome right now. Shopify.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. And again, like I said at the top of the show, I'm genuinely, genuinely looking forward to just having this conversation with you. So Mm -hmm. you guys get to hear some like real time life processing going on with Kelly and I. But I'm really glad that we do approach life kind of in the same way. But also we have some nuance, some differences that cause us to kind of like pick out. These are the main questions that I really need answered for myself. And I think other people might benefit from two slightly different approaches. So I'm just going to like give you the mic. Okay. (laughs) metaphorically because we we literally always yes yes, we always have our mics yeah (laughs) but yeah just you start us off with some of the questions for thought consideration contemplation that are kind of rolling around in your mind at this mid-year point okay i'm going to start with a disclaimer which is and i think that we are similar in this meg well maybe not now that i think about it i am not a huge goal person like I know that's for a lot of people, that's what they do. That's when they're thinking about growth. They're like, you've got to have goals. You've got to like break them down. And I did that for a little while. And what happened for me, at least my personality, is I found that that was kind of getting in my way and it would not allow me to see other things that were going on. 
around yeah. me. You know, like I would yeah. get so fixed on like, well, this is what it mm. has to be that mm-hmm. I couldn't really see it's the idea of like seeing the forest. Yeah. The forest for the can't, trees sort of a thing. Can't yeah. see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while that is true, as I was thinking about this, when Meg brought me the topic, I'm like, I also, though, am a planner. I'm a planner yes. and a scheduler. And I'm very methodical in my like how I'm going to keep track of all the things that I want to do or need to do or have to do. So those are my disclaimers, because I'm not a person I'm not here to say, like, I'm not going to give you 10 steps for completing the goals that you set in January, I guess. For sure. I'm saying. That's not how yeah. I do it. So yes. my number one thing is let's just start here. Let's hold space. For all that has happened mm-hmm. between January and now at the beginning yes. of July. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really important because you're a different person now. Yeah. Six months later than mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2022. Um, and this is why goals would frustrate me often is that things have likely happened in that six month time period that you did not know were coming, mm-hmm. that you could not have anticipated So whether they're challenges or good things. Um, Yeah. So things have happened in that six month space that have changed you. You know, you are not probably exactly where you thought you would be if you were looking ahead, you know, because that's how life is. And that's what I think is really important to start with is let's just start with this like observation, playing the role of the observer, Mm -hmm. Adrian would say, start from a place of encouragement and honor of ourselves. Like acknowledging that instead of like judgment and shame. Yep. That is so true. And I think that, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, no, you're not. You're not. (laughs) I wanted to interject this. I think that depending on your personality and maybe even the context you grew up in, that sometimes when we go inward, it can feel like, oh, we need to put on our critical eyes now. What is here that needs to be criticized? What's here that is, well, like you said, you use the word shame, like that you are not feeling good about. I will tell you, I will be the first to tell you, unfortunately, that's my default, is that when I go inward and am contemplating, I'm looking for the bad stuff that needs to be dug up and dealt with and stuff. But I'm just soaking up what you're saying because it's it's reminding me like, oh, no, honey, no, it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> right. Why would we, we go inward? up that way? You know, exactly. Like, like if we're going to take some space, like I think the best place, and I do really like the idea of observing, which is like a thing that meditation teaches, you know, to try to give yourself a little space, just say, let's just look, let's just look at what has happened the last mm-hmm. six months. So, you know, like yes. I was thinking back in January, I knew I was going to be starting a new job. I had no idea. Yeah what it was going to be. And I had no idea how long it was going to take to get there. I was fried crispy, like yes. extra crisp. I was so tired. And at the beginning of the year, you know, we had this big trip planned for me. Well, I mean, it was for our family, but it was an honor of my 50th birthday to Hawaii. And it was when COVID cases were rising. And I had a complete meltdown at one point, like a week into the year when everything was going wrong. And mm. so many kids in the school were getting COVID. And I was like, this isn't going to happen. Like Corey, yeah. like, he was helping me bring in groceries. And in the driveway, I was like, you know, like, just yeah. like this isn't going to happen. Nothing good happens anymore. Everything sucks. Like it was the opposite of like my normal optimistic. Let's do we yes. can pull this through self. Like and he just stood there and was like, I hear you. I hear you. You know, like, like, obviously, yeah. I'm not going to say anything right now because I don't know <laughs> what is happening. 
my wife is like literally unpeeling, <laughs> like decomposing before me. That's the spot that I was in in January. And yeah. so to say like all the things that have happened that we did get to go on the trip, the things have gotten better is mm-hmm. a really good thing. And yet there's also been some hard things, you know, so all that tension, right? It's not an either or, or it's not a, and yes, it's not an either or, it's an and sort of a situation. Both and. Yeah. yeah, both and. There's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yes. Um, like yeah. it's, it was hard and it was good. So mm-hmm. just, just acknowledging that and saying, look at that woman, look at all the yeah. things that, that she's dealt with. So mm-hmm. second then what I want us to do is now we've observed, we're observing the landscape. Let's look first at the last six months of our accomplishments. Yeah. Yay. I love that yes. sort of idea. I, I want to say, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate what we have done. So maybe even take some time, whether you're going to write it on paper, type it on a list, even just taking some focused mental time to think about it to yeah. like list down your personal and professional, maybe if that's appropriate for you, achievements. Like what have you done? We are so bad in our culture at celebrating the things we've done. It's always mm. this mm. capitalist drive, more, more, bigger, better. Like yes. you've got to stay in the chase. We don't give ourselves permission to jump off of the wheel and say, look at how fast that wheel is going. I made that go that fast, you know? Yes, yes. It's just like go faster um, on our little <laughs> hamster wheels. So yeah, I think that this is a good time as if we're going to talk about resetting. Let's start there. Let's stop and look back and say, what have I done? Mm-hmm in the last six months since the beginning of the year started, that is worthy of note. And you know what, my dear friend, survival might be one of them. For sure. Yes, for sure. And I super love the idea of making this incarnational, like actually do something like maybe pop some champagne or pour your favorite drink or actually make it a celebration. Buy yourself a little cake from the bakery, whatever speaks to, you know, like that incarnational embodiment of celebrating. Do that. You deserve it. And like you said, if survival is the thing that you are celebrating, that you made it from January through June of 2022, celebrate that. Maybe even start there and build and look and see what you have accomplished. I am 100% for this. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's a great idea. I hadn't even thought about this, Meg, but you could even take it to your family too and set a model in yes. nothing else. You know, you could get that cake and be like, they say, what are we celebrating? You say, I'm celebrating these things in my life. And maybe you can say, I've seen you do these things, you know, yes. like you can, mm-hmm. you can model, like we don't celebrate enough these accomplishments. And maybe you do, maybe in your family, you have a, like a really great history of that and a legacy that you're laying. But I think this would be a good way to do it. Hey, it's mm-hmm. the beginning of July. Let's celebrate. Like, let's, let's talk about at dinner tonight, what we've done that we're proud of. And, mm-hmm. and let's call it out in each other. I've seen you do this. You know, that could yep. be really, what a great way to start. So that's how we're starting our reset. You know, after we've Love like it. observed, we're going to start with accomplishments. Then I'm going to say this. If you are a goal person, If you remember (laughs) where you started, if you're not in midlife and your brain is in a fog, um, (laughs) what January was, if you have those goals. So let me address those people specifically. I say this is the good time to unearth them, right? Mm, So maybe you have a list somewhere. Maybe it was in your journal. Go back and take a look. These are the questions you could ask yourself about those goals. First, are you still working on them? I know that for me, and I'm sure this is probably true for so many people, I would set goals in January. And kind of think about them for two weeks. And that's why by April, I couldn't tell you what I've written down. Like uh, For sure. Yes. Yeah. 
Is that like hashtag ENFP or Maybe, I don't know? That's but... <laughs> I'm smiling because there's probably some people who are horrified that I'm saying that, but I think that Meg <laughs> understands. So maybe just relates a little bit. Um, yeah. So just go find him and first be like, are you still working on him? A, if you are, is your pace right? You know, Ooh, like, are you, if you're good. like, yeah, I was kind of aware of that still, but are you pushing too hard? Mm. Do you recognize, like, I'm just going to use a, you know, example. Let's say that you were like, I really want to work out. Mm-hmm. And so you've been working really hard and now it's summer and you're like struggling because you're like, oh, there's other things that are like, there's vacations and I'm like, ah, I don't want to get off my workout wagon. Maybe this is a time for you to say, okay, wait, I want to honor where I am right now. Maybe this is a time to back off a little bit. Like I'm doing really good. How do I balance this? Maybe you need to push harder. Maybe you're like completely forgot about that goal. And I do want to do that. So how could I start to incorporate it now? So first, just look, are you still working on them? What is your pace? If you aren't working on them, if again, you're like, whoop, totally forgot about that. Maybe the question is just to ask what obstacles have prevented you from doing Mm, that? Yeah. And this is a time, like you said, this is where we're skating right up to where our critical voice is going to want to be like, because you're, you're a loser or you're unorganized or whatever. This thing is always going to be true about you. Mm -mm, mm -mm, No, ma'am, we are not going to accept that voice. We are not going there. We are just saying what things have gotten in my way, because if I want that goal, I can have that goal. But there are obstacles, sometimes within ourselves, sometimes external that get in our way. So we're just going to, at this point, we're going to say, I see those obstacles. What are they? And then you can maybe make plans. So, and then when we're thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to take some of these goals and I'm going to refine them and revise them for the second half of the year. One thing that I just want to bring up, and again, this is speaks to my planner self, is if you can look ahead to the next six months and think, what is happening <laughs> the next six months on my calendar that could interfere, could make these goals hard, could make them easy. Like, what do I need to see what's coming so that I can adjust and I'm not adjusting at the last minute? Like, I can see it right now. So like, if you have a big wedding in the fall to attend, a family wedding, you're thinking, oh, right. Like, maybe what I need to be doing is breaking down some little steps for me to find the dress or to buy the plane tickets or to get things ready or Whatever it might be, if you have a senior, you're like, oh, senior photos are usually done in the fall. Like, where oh am my I going to find a photographer? Literally, yes. And yes. literally hadn't thought about that yes. yet. So thank you for saying that. I think especially when it's your first time doing something. Yes. I. Yes. yes. I'm just saying like those okay. things creep up on you, right? So you can say, yes. That's, yes. I mean, booking a photographer isn't going to be something that you have to build your whole year around. I'm just saying it's good to anticipate like these things are coming. Is there a big shift in your job or your partner's job? Is there a big thing coming for your kids? Do you know there's going to be a big struggle? Like then you can say, okay, I know these things are going to be happening in my life. Are your goals, the new revised second half of 2022 goals, are they, I don't know, appropriate? Like, are they realistic? Mm -hmm. Are you setting yourself up for failure? You know, like, because we don't want to do that. Like what you want to do, like what can you reasonably achieve knowing what's coming at you? And of course, there will be things that we don't know. So yeah, yeah, that's really good. And I think that it's, so important to be realistic. I know that I am sometimes just, I always have that ENFP just like, of course, it'll all work out. And of course, I can totally do all of this. Every single summer, Kelly, every summer, 
I am so surprised all over again by how much energy the full-time parentingness of it all takes from me. It's like a surprise every time. How? How, does, I don't know. how am I always we, surprised? That's the ENFP brain. It's the beauty of it is that it, we're very much like, I just gave child, I just had a baby and I have forgotten everything of how hard it is. We just look <laughs> yes. at the good. We're like, well, look at all the good things I'm going to get. We're not going to have to have yeah. homework and we're not going to have a schedule right? where people have to get up. And then, oh, dear Lord, they're under my feet <laughs> all the time. And they always want something. They do. They're just always. They wouldn't so even just to so many talk. Like <laughs> yes. the first week of summer for us, Taylor, my 14 year old went to camp. And so it was just Kieran, who's 12 and very extroverted. And he was just, mom, mom, can you come see this on my screen? Mom, mom, look at this thing I built. Mom, mom, I'm hungry. What should we eat? What are you making for dinner? And I was like, it's 8.30. Like, and we've already done all this. I've just got to do a little bit of work. Like, I even work part-time, son, but I still have to get to it. Like, and I need to edit. So there's just going to need to be like an hour where no one talks to me, where I just have my headphones yep. on, and I don't have to come yes. and look at a meme that you found on YouTube. Like, I will. I will. So yes, I get it. I mean, summer is a surprise. So the more that we can think, just what's happening here. This might be a good yes. one that we do. At the, I mean, we're already into summer, so we're not reevaluating our summer and prepping ourselves right, for summer. Yeah. But yes, it's that same idea yeah. of... Just that intentional eye as you scan the six months that are coming up, just being realistic and being intentional and kind of preparing for that. I totally get it. Yeah. So I would say my next thing, kind of like the number four, if you're going to choose new goals, we've said like pick something that's what's realistic and that honors you. My key takeaway for number four is... Don't despise small growth. So yes. incremental changes are also not celebrated in our culture. We want the big story. I think then we internalize that. And when we say, well, all I'm doing is this small, small thing, like it's so painfully slow toward what I really want to accomplish. That's okay. It's still movement in the right direction. Even two steps forward, one step back is movement in the right direction. So as you're laying out those new goals, make sure that you are not undercutting yourself by saying, well, this doesn't matter. It's too small to matter. Mm -hmm. It all matters. Yes. It all it matters. Does. It does. Something that came to mind as you were talking about that, first of all, it just makes me breathe a sigh of relief. Like I, <laughs> felt, a I felt a physical relief when you said, don't despise the small growth. It reminds me over on currently reading podcasts, the ladies there emphasize the importance of a, having a slow but steady read where you just like are reading a little along the way, making steady progress. And I love that phrase, slow but steady. You can apply that in so many ways. It may feel slow. It may feel small, but acknowledging the places where you have steadily been either working on something, making progress, slowly changing those types of things, just being able to hold that up and go like, hey, yeah, I did do this. It may not have been fast. It may not have been on the hamster wheel, but I have steadily been changing in this area. Right. I love that. So when you're setting those intentions and the things that you want to pursue in the second half of 2022, again, you're like, if they're small, if you're like, well, this is really, it's hardly worth mentioning. No, it's still worth mentioning. Like even a small goal, if it's achievable for you, fits where you are and what you have coming, still make it. It's good. And then I have done what you said, Kelly. I have honored where I've been. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> like maybe you feel overwhelmed. I don't know what goals to prioritize. Like maybe we have this come up a lot in the hangout group where someone will say, 
I have these 18,000 things that I want to pursue. What should I do? And people are like, pick one (laughs) and start there, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I would say if you're saying, how do I pick one? Think about your values and then build your goals around those things that matter most to you. So this is a harder one because it requires a lot of introspection. This is something that Corey and I, my husband and I have been doing for our family as we've entered this new stage of life of having all teenagers and young adult children. Like what are the values that we think are the most important in our family that we can still build some, not even rules, because as we have said in the midlife episode that you did a few weeks ago, you know, with Mindy, when you have older children, it's not like you get any say anymore, really. Like, but they're still in our house. So we do have a little bit like we can still say, well, this is, these are some frameworks, right? So, but right. yeah. building those around our values that when they say, well, why are you doing this? We can say, because we really value the outdoors. So we have very screen oriented children. So when we're like, we want you to be outside some, it's because, I mean, there's science, it's good for you, all the things, but also like, I think that's where I meet God, right? So I'm like, there's reasons to be outside that are more like, yes, do you have to just go sit in the backyard for half an hour and look bored? Maybe we start there. But like, it's a value to me to say, this is important. And so I'm trying, you may not internalize it, you may not take it when you leave, but I'm trying to say this is important. So that's like applying to my family unit, but you can do the same thing for yourself. What is your value? Whether it be, I want to have some peace in my heart. I want to be stronger both mentally and physically, I want to actually get to caring for my mental health. What are the values want to be for your life? And then pick a goal or two around that. That might be a way to anchor yourself here in the second half of 2022. That is so incredibly helpful. And I love the approach of just like gentle, intentional, thoughtful, does it all have to be about like this productivity and let's get back on track and all of that? I think that your approach is just, I don't know. I'm just picking up such an encouraging vibe on it. So I love all of that. So good. All right. Well, I have some thoughts too that I will be considering for my mid-year check-in. And I would love to invite you guys to consider some of these as well. So we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Okay, friends, most of us know how the right pair of shoes can absolutely make or break how you feel for the day. I know I feel amazing when somebody stops me to compliment me on my shoes, and I can't tell you how many times that happens every time I wear one of my pairs of Rothy's. Rothy's are the perfect shoes for commuting, for traveling, for just running errands around town. Everyone notices them. They are known for their chic pointed toe flats, but that's just the beginning. They have tons of iconic, head-turning designs in bright but sophisticated colors. I love that my Rothy's work great with every outfit. I can wear them during the day when I am out and running errands around town, and I can wear the exact same pair later when I go out to meet friends for a girl's night out. Plus, you guys know I have picky, picky feet. I can't wear just any shoe, but I can wear my Rothy's all day long, and my feet still feel great at the end of the day. And even if I'm wearing them around town during the summer, my feet, they get a little hot, a little stinky. I just toss them in the washing machine. They 
come out smelling fantastic and looking good as new. Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. You guys know that all of their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. They have repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. Trust me on this, you guys, your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off of your first purchase at rothys.com slash awesome. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash awesome for $20 off of your first order. Okay, we are back. And Kelly, as we said at the top of the show, like we both have similar mindsets, but maybe a little bit different application. I am going to start like really, really big picture. That's just where my brain goes. I'm such a big picture thinker. And I think that before we can kind of dig in that we need to really, like you said at the top of yours, start with holding space for who you are and how you have changed so far. I want to start really big picture too. And I guess the first thing that I would encourage people to do is to celebrate the clarity or the answers that you've received in the first half of the year. So in my mind, I'm thinking, go back to January. Some of us may have started the year with some actual questions that we're wondering how they might have gotten answered, how they might get answered in the year ahead. I've kind of seen that trend over time as opposed to making like New Year's resolutions, having some questions that you're asking of the new year. And so if you actually had those, great, go back in your journal or wherever you jotted those down. But even if you didn't, if you can go back into that where you were in January, what questions might have you been asking about, for example, what might happen with my work in this coming year? How might different relationships in my life, what might be going on there? What about the dynamics there? What might be happening with my children or my parents or my friendships with my partner? And think about what questions you might have even had at the beginning of the year. And then look at these six months that have gone by. Where have you gotten clarity? What things have been answered for you? You might not even have known that there was a question there, but here we sit at the beginning of July. And as we look back over the past six months, it's like, oh, I got a real big answer on this. And I didn't even know that was a question that I was asking. And in some areas, it may be less of like a solid answer. And it may be something more like clarity. Just to give an example, like friendships. We have talked multiple times in the past two years, specifically, we've talked about friendship forever on Sword Awesome, obviously. But we've talked really specifically about how the pandemic, the two years of really intense pandemic time, how that impacted friendships. And so it may be that here we are in July of 2022, you can survey the friendship landscape and look for places where some things about friendships and friendship dynamics are really clarifying. And I think it's really important to acknowledge, like you said, acknowledging the ways that you've changed, acknowledging the ways maybe friends have changed and kind of saying, okay, I was wondering what was going to happen with this floundering friendship that has been really negatively impacted by the pandemic. And now I have the clarity to be able to see this is the direction we're heading. And I think the important thing, I love the word clarity because it feels really neutral, right? It's not like oh, I, now I know this and now I know that, you know, it's this negative thing or now it's like this really positive thing. Like clarity to me is just like, 
it is what it is. It can be a really neutral thing that you have discovered. So I would just really encourage everyone to start with looking big, looking at what questions might have been floating around, even if you didn't put words to the questions and celebrate the places that you have found clarity or you've received answers. I think the second thing I would say too is to, I think it's important in the beginning, especially for me, I don't know, this is my process because I almost feel like I can't get into the more positive things unless I kind of acknowledge the things that were hurtful on some level. And so I would say the second place I would go is to ask myself, what has happened in this first half of the year that was disappointing? What has happened that brought hurt? And start with those questions, because I kind of feel like for me on a holistic level, if I give myself permission and space to deal with the stuff that was painful first, and acknowledge places where I've received healing, it kind of frees me up. It gives me a lighter spirit about going on and acknowledging the good stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. I think for so many of us that if it's otherwise, whether you're acknowledging it or not, it's like there, it's it's like a weight, right? Yes. And you want to sail forward in your little boat. And until you look at the weight and maybe cut it free, you know, maybe you can't always, but acknowledging that there were these things and we need to let some of it go you can't really move forward very well. Exactly, exactly. I think for me, the biggest thing, obviously, is my mother passing away. I've really struggled with, and I've journaled a lot about this already. It's not like something that I'm pressing down. I'm dealing with it. But one of the things that has been really hard that I've grappled with is I just keep contemplating that I did not start 2022 knowing this would be the year that I lost my mother and really acknowledging the surprise of it, the shock of it, the unexpected nature of it and how it is such obviously in the span of my life, there will always be a before and an after. But even I don't know exactly how to put this to words. I've had a hard time going back to the things that I was into and that were bringing me joy and happiness before my mom died. Almost like I have a hard time because they remind me of, it's so raw and so fresh, reminding me of like how I was so into this. I was so naive. I didn't know that I had so little time with my mom left. So for me, like I started the year, some of you may remember, Rebecca and I especially talking about, I had this whole plan and goal for creating this really cool reading journal for the year. Like I was super into it. I bought all these journaling supplies, special journal, all of this stuff. And it like consumed my whole January. I was still really into it in February. And I've had a hard time going back to that because it is bringing up a lot of hurt and grief and and sadness when I go back to that. So for me, acknowledging like... I'm not just putting off working on this reading journal because I'm like lazy or because I get distracted easily or whatever, but there's a really concrete reason why it's been hard for me to go back to that is something I've kind of been journaling through and thinking about. But along with acknowledging where disappointments happened, where hurt came, I think it's really important to recognize where we received healing in the moment or comfort, maybe even the moment, and then where we're continuing to find healing. 
if it is a place that still needs healing, where we're turning to for that and acknowledging the ways that you were comforted when it happened. And I think just sort of noting that can be really important and it can be instructive too. I have learned so much, Kelly, in the past three months. I have learned so much about being there for friends when they go through a loss, whether it is losing a loved one or a divorce or a job loss or whatever. I feel like I will never look at it the same now that I've been through it myself. I guess that kind of even goes back to the first one with the clarity thing. I've gotten so much clarity about how to be there with comfort for people that are going through a loss. But yeah, acknowledging hurt, acknowledging disappointments, acknowledging where we were comforted and how we, if we need to continue to pursue healing for that. Right. Because like, what are you going to do with that journal? Like, I'm not asking you to answer that question. But I mean, that would be the natural extension of that is be like, do I just need to say that needs to go because that was the old me and the new me, it's not worth it. It's like too much picking out a scab for me to go back to it. Or is it something that you can embrace, right? And neither answer is wrong. You just have to to work that out for yourself. So until you acknowledge, like, like you said, this is something that was, that happened these are the places that it hurts. It hurts still. There are also comforts with it. These are the things I've learned. And now what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The third thing. So you deal with the things that were hurtful, that were painful, the losses. I think it is so important. And this kind of harkens back to what you were saying too, Kelly. I think it's so important for us to stop and celebrate the goodness that each of us bring to the world around us. As you were saying, it is so easy to miss the forest for the trees. When you are in the trenches of daily life, you're doing the schedule. You're making sure everyone's where they need to be. You're taking care of yourself and others. But every single one of us brings goodness, brings light, brings love to the world around us. So I think that the mid-year is such an important and also excellent time to step back and look at where we have brought good to our families, to our friends, to our communities. It is the time to celebrate how important just your place in the world is. And again, kind of going back to what I was saying to you, I would actually make this like something solid, something tangible, some celebration. Yeah, embody it. You don't have to go and spend a lot of money, but if if you have it and you want to, go for it. But it doesn't have to be a thing where it's like costly to you, but market, celebrate how you have shown up for people and brought goodness because I don't care who you are. I don't care what your age or stage of life is. I know in my heart of hearts that you are bringing goodness. You are bringing light to the world around you. And oh my gosh, Kelly, if there was ever a time we needed to acknowledge the lights that we have and that we are and kind of like maybe throw a little fuel on that fire yes. so we can burn a little brighter. <laughs> right. Noticing what we're already doing or the things that we've accomplished or what we can bring to the world, it is hopefully it will motivate us not in a guilty, I could be doing more sort of way, but uh, who am I? Why am I here? These are the things that I'm already doing and just being encouraged. I love the etymology of the word encouraged. And I've said it before on the podcast is to literally infuse with courage to fill with courage. So this is a step for us to encourage ourselves. Yes. Yes, exactly. Fill with courage. Perfect. I love it. Okay. 
I also think that mid-year is a great time to remind, we should all be reminding ourselves that caring for yourself is no one's responsibility except for yours. So some of us may have really strong external support systems where this, this is encouraged, this is made, you you know, people around you make room for it, they encourage you, they're supportive of it. Some of us may be kind of soldiering through on our own. And wherever we are on the spectrum, self-care really does come down to self. It comes down to you and you, your relationship with your self. And so we, Kelly and I especially love to talk about self-comfort versus self-care. But here at the mid-year, I think it's so good to really drill down and think about how have you cared for yourself well in the past six months? What have you done to care for your body? What have you done to care for your mind? What have you done to care for your soul? And kind of take inventory maybe a little bit. It doesn't have to be formal, but just to think about. And again, going back to what you said, it can be small things. It can be a something small, a new practice that you have spiritually, a, a playlist that is just really thrills you. It can be a small thing, but are you consistently caring for yourself. And I think it's a good time to take inventory because it's a good time to say, what is working for me when it comes to caring for myself? And what isn't working anymore? What is something that maybe served me really well at one time, but it's kind of like it's run its course, maybe. What tweaks do you need to make? What changes can you make that would elevate it to where you do feel like I am really caring for myself well? I think that when it comes to self-care, if we really accept the responsibility that like it comes down to me caring for me and I would love to have the support and I will ask for support when needed to make it happen. But ultimately, our own care and keeping comes to us. <laughs> I mean, that's the nitty gritty truth, right? Is that it is wonderful to have people in our lives and hopefully we all do who will also see us and support us. But when it mm -hmm. really, the rubber meets the road, it's got to be something you do for you. You can't count on other people. I don't know, does that sound too harsh? Like you have to do it yourself. You have to do it yourself. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so just to kind of recap. So look for, celebrate the clarity, the answers you've gotten. Think about and reflect on hurts and disappointment and where you've received comfort and healing celebrate your goodness that you bring to the world. Ask yourself if where and how you are caring for yourself well. See how much of that is in the past. Kelly, I was, this is my Enneagram 9 true, coming out. I'm true. oriented to what has already happened. But I did want to push through and like be like, okay, even nines can think about the future. Okay. We're both doing this. We're, <laughs> so, we're both like using our strengths and leaning into where we need to grow. Yes. Yes, exactly. So look, the last thing I would say is we've got the rest of 2022 all spread out ahead of us. So I think some good questions are like, what are some possible minefields that are ahead of us that we can be aware of? You mentioned the senior pictures. That's not a minefield, but I'm about to have a senior for the very first time. And I do feel a little unprepared. So I will be asking for more <laughs> guidance from you off mic on that. We'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what kind of wisdom I can have. My seniors have been so weird. Like, that's the thing. It's also personal. But yes, it is. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It is. It is. But just to kind of like look ahead, like, okay, what's coming up that I need to be aware of? What brings you joy when you think about the possibility that it could happen? 
what are you looking forward to? I want to tell you guys a little story about one of our awesomes. And I did ask for her permission before I shared this on the show. But Kelly, you and I both know, and I think we've preached this a lot through the years, it is so important to ourselves to have something to look forward to. It can be a small thing. It can be a treat at the end of the day. I have found myself looking forward to my almost evening bubble baths lately so much just at the end of a hot, sweaty day. I don't know. I've just been I mean, enjoying that's some it. Self-care so it right some, there too. So yeah, exactly. It can be a small thing. But I want to tell you that my friend Grace, who is a superstar awesome, she did something so incredible. And she's also an Enneagram nine like me. And so I think I really this really spoke to me because she was really proactive and we nines can be a little bit more passive. But last year, at the beginning of the year, she was looking ahead to her whole year and kind of assessing what might be a potential emotional minefield for me. And she saw that Thanksgiving that was coming up last year was going to be her very first Thanksgiving to be alone. So Grace has four kids, three of them are triplets, and she and her husband had divorced recently. And so as she looked back on the Thanksgivings leading up to this, like in 2019, they were separating and the boys had gone to her now ex-husband, but she still had her mom who was ill, but was still alive. Then she had them back in 2020, had her boys, but her mom had passed away earlier that year. So she was looking at Last Thanksgiving, it was going to be the very first time she was alone on Thanksgiving. And so proactively, Grace booked herself a trip to a beach in Mexico. And she was like, here's my criteria. There's got to be a beach. I want it to be all inclusive and no kids at the resort. Like, I just want to go and be fully me. And so at the beginning of the year, last year, she looked ahead and booked herself a trip for that Thanksgiving break, you can imagine how restorative and just like talk about self-care to like, this is like platinum level self-care. Yeah. I mean, it really is in the sense it feels like a really big thing, but what you're saying is that she was intentional. She saw this thing and she said that could be a minefield. Like what I'm seeing is that that could be hard. How can I take steps now to make sure that I have flipped that script? Exactly, exactly. She saw the possibility for it being difficult and also gave herself something to look forward to. And so as you look ahead to the rest of 2022, what are you looking forward to? Maybe it's travel or maybe it's something on a much more granular level. But what are you looking forward to? I think it's so important. And the last question I would say, what do you hope has changed? What do you hope has changed by New Year's Day? as you're looking back on this second half of 2022? And then what do you hope has remained steady? I think those are good ways to end your introspection for the last part of 2022. What do you hope has changed by the end of the year? What do you hope is still going strong by the end of the year? So that's my plan for my own mid-year check-in this year. Kelly, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. This has been super helpful for me personally. It's always so good to talk to you, Meg. <laughs> and I think that this is this is the time, right? I love, I mean, as I said at the beginning, I love a new beginning, I love a fresh start, but also just the chance to be intentional. I think especially here in the summer, it's not like January 1st, we've just come out of the holidays, we're all like a buzz. We've been doing, doing, doing. And I think summer is that season two where it's like, you're just kind of, woo, 
woo, you're doing, you know, there's so much. So taking some time to be self-reflective and introspective and be intentional is really important. We can still do that even in the midst of all this busyness, like carve out some time to be alone with yourself, to say, where am I now? Where am I going? What do I need to do? How do I need to better care for myself? How do I need to celebrate myself? Those are super, super important steps. And we don't want all of the busyness, the urgency around us to crowd out these really important things that make us the awesome in the world. Yes. Perfect bit of diction. There we go. All right. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) All right, Kelly, if people want to find you on social media to talk about this or any other topic that they know that they can turn to you for a little conversation, where can we find you all around the world? Well, as I mentioned earlier, you can, of course, find me in the Superstars group or Sort of Awesome Hangout on Facebook. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Gordon MN from Minnesota. I also, that is also the URL of my web address if you're ever looking for a recipe or things like that, kellygordonmn.com. Perfect. Okay. You can find me at Sort of Awesome Meg and all of the places. Come and find the show wherever you like to hang out. We're on Instagram at Sort of Awesome Show. As Kelly mentioned, we've got the hangout. It is always rocking on Facebook, Sort of Awesome Hangout, hashtag Sort of Awesome. When you talk about us on social media so we can find you and share your wisdom with the awesome nation. Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.